Diplomacy podcast this week. This is City Diplomacy. Hi, I'm Maria Clara. Hi, everyone. I'm Justina, and we are your hosts today for our City Diplomacy podcast this week. Yeah, we're going to be talking about city sustainability, the pandemic, and how city networks are working to find solutions together. Stay tuned. This is City Diplomacy. Today, the network we are presenting is the Local Governments for Sustainability, also known as ICLI. So it is a global network of more than 1,700 local and regional governments committed to sustainable urban development. And what is interesting that it was founded in 1990, so over 30 years ago. You might be wondering why is it called ICLI if it's Local Governments for Sustainability, but that is because it was formally known as the International Council for Local Environmental Initiatives, and it was established when more than 200 local governments from 43 countries convened at the World Congress of Local Governments for Sustainable Future at the United Nations back in the 90s. When it was founded. Yes. So just to take a quick step back, maybe you listener are wondering what exactly is a city network. So it's a network dedicated to connecting municipalities, mayors, administrators and policymakers all around the world, sharing ideas, solutions and tools to our global and local problems. And this is obviously how ICLI works. It is five different pathways towards low emission nature-based, equitable, resilient, and circular development, which are designed to create systemic change. What ICLI is proposing with these pathways is to guide local and regional development, urban systems sustainable. The pathways provide actually a framework for designing, you know, integrated solutions and encouraging holistic thinking to go from a, you know, fuel fossil era into a green economy with sustainable development and nature-based development, contributing to resilience and to a better future. Yeah, which is very important nowadays when climate change is one of the biggest topics. And a transnational topic for that matter. Yeah. So, as we said before, ICLI has almost 2,000 cities as its members, and not only cities, but also towns and regions integrating in their network. And they are spread in 126 countries, which is a lot and which covers 25% of global urban population. And it is still growing. Members pay an annual fee based upon the type of organization, which can be, you know, local government or associations, for example. And they're based on gross national income or product per capita and population size. To name a few cities to get you to see how spread this network really is. ICLI members include La Paz in Bolivia, Copenhagen in Denmark, Edmonton in Canada, Chiwane in South Africa, and Kyoto in Japan. So all cities are welcome, big or small, and all around the world. What's the structure though, Yusina? Can you explain to us a little bit more how it works? inside yeah, the network of course of course so ICLI is a democratic organization with each local government members holding a position on the council and 
the council convenes every three years at the World Congress, where they establishes their priorities and direction through the strategic plan. And the most recent ICLEI World Congress was held in Montreal in June 2018. So members elect 21 representatives to serve on the executive committee, which oversees the implementation of the strategic plan and ICLEI's operations. As of now, Ashrak Sridharan is ICLEI's president, as well as mayor of Bonn, Germany. Uh, Gino van Begin is the secretary general, also located in Bonn, which is where, of course, the headquarters are located as of now. As we can see, this network is really big. And what do you think, Maria? Is it ICLEI's strength or weakness that the size is so big? I think it can be both. The fact that it is very big is, of course, very interesting because when you're tackling a problem such as climate change, you need to go big and you need to include everybody. But at the same time, if it's too big, how can we be sure that everybody is really contributing and everybody is really doing the work that needs to be done, you know? Yeah, we can see networks sometimes for the cities are just a branding tool. Just to be a part of it is their goal, but not the goal to keep the ideas which are trying to be implemented by the network. And maybe we can say that trying to do too much may result in achieving too little. The same is with size. But ICLIS members are recognized as sustainability leaders, which is big strength of the network. Yeah, I think, as you said, the fact that we don't know necessarily if everybody is going to do the work as a sustainability a leader, or if they're just going to take the title to have a brand name, is definitely a threat to Eclis as a network that works. You know, I think they have to be very careful and they have to definitely think about how to make sure that every one of its members, not only the ones that are located in developed countries or, you know, regions of the world that have more, more money and more time to dedicate to sustainable development issues, also to every city, even those cities that are just beginning to talk about that problem. I mean, we have to understand that not all of the municipalities have the same financial possibilities. Just to take an example, Global North and Global South, I mean, the situations cities are in are completely different. We can't forget that. Yes, I think you're definitely right. And I think ICLEI tries to, to take that into perspective. You know, they actually have regional councils and committees tailored to each specific region of the world to make sure every voice is heard and that every city, as different as they may be, can be integrated and connected to find solutions to build a sustainable future and into those five different pathways, even though they ver they're very different. You know, cities from the global south obviously don't have the same issues as cities from the global north. Yeah, I think they having regional executive committees as part of their structure is a huge plus for them. Also, what I found interesting actually reading about ICLEI is that they are founding partners of Global Covenant of Mayors for Climate and Energy, which is also a big name in sustainability. So their partnership with other networks 
for example, also with C40, they have a joint program which launched global protocol for community-scale greenhouse gas emission inventories. But the question actually here is, are those other networks who are working towards sustainability, are they a competition and a threat? I mean, they can be, yeah? Yeah, I think I think when you overlap too much, it can be definitely a threat for the functioning of your network. Because again, when we're talking about cities, primarily in the global south, but any city really that you know is struggling financially or have so many so many issues to deal with, if you have a thousand or even two city networks that are dealing with the same problem and that are very similar and overlapping, you might not know which one to choose or you might not engage properly with with them because, you know, there are fees to pay and you have to, yeah. to follow some guidelines. So I think it might be a threat. But as you said, the fact that they're partnering, to me, sounds like like the a good use thing, of, yeah. A yeah, thing. like the use of it to, for an opportunity. You know, let's join forces. Let's talk a trade. little bit about COVID. I mean, joint forces are really needed now when the pandemic is happening. And how actually COVID nineteen impacted cities? Everybody was impacted by the pandemic, and we've all seen our cities being impacted. Every one of us, no matter where we live. Um, green spaces was obviously very sought after and public transportation, much less people living in big cities. You know, they they often saw themselves confined in really small spaces. And those who could, they fled, they fled those cities, you know, in search of bigger yeah. space. So small businesses took a big hit, cultural, social life and, you know, urban economies in general, they were very affected. Definitely, this the way we live and the way we we organize our cities has changed and is gonna change. So, how do we look forward? What can city networks do? I think this is the the question Ikli asked itself, and and the solutions they came up with were pretty interesting, right? Can you can you talk to us about that, Justina? Yes. Yeah, so. They have a number of resources. For example, they created a resource page with tools, case studies, analysis, and initiatives catered for each region of the world with possible solutions and ideas to deal with the COVID-19 pandemic and its impact on urban issues and strategies. Yes, as we've been saying, they really use this moment to really pump up their knowledge hub and knowledge sharing between cities. They've also created um, a City Resilience Stories webinar with experts and mayors and guest speakers from all around the world discussing how they're building more sustainable and resilient cities and how they're dealing with the pandemic. This is all available on YouTube and, you know, you can just check it out. They last hours, but it's really interesting. They also created an initiative, which I think is very useful as a South American person talking called Radar Eclay COVID-19 for South America. It's on LinkedIn and on Facebook, and it's where they publish like a weekly report on initiatives, innovations, and possible solutions happening around the world, not only from municipalities, but as we said, from businesses and associations, which they are partners with. I guess the thing about ICLEI is that even through pandemic, they have been analyzing and still on their path towards sustainability, but now it's in just a different setting. They don't ignore the COVID-19 impact. They're focusing on it and just providing with 
solutions, how in this situation still be focused on sustainability and just hopefully ending global warming. Because, you know, even as individual, I think during lockdown, everybody was trying to connect as much as possible and trying to think of solutions and, and realizing that there were new ways of living and, and acting. And I think what ICLE really is trying to do in this moment is more than ever connect these people and connect these cities and push forward the fact that, you know, what we've seen now is that the way we were living before was not sustainable and that if we want to to live <laughs> in the future, we have to start building more resilient and, you know, more adaptable cities and cities that take into account global warming and climate change. You know, yeah, for example, for sure. issues with with parks that we were talking about, they even held a parks expert panel. Um, with a few partners where cities could come and talk about how, you know, parks were evidently very sought after and how they realized it was a very important part of city living and in the future, especially. They said what cities did and didn't do, and they really, really pushed forward the fact that, you know, biodiversity and the access to parks and to everybody, not only to rich communities, but to every community in the city must be provided for our mental health and, you know, the health of our city. Yeah. And let's not forget public transportation. The probably most obvious result of COVID-19 is that people now are afraid to use public transportation and the transport sector has experienced some of the most severe social and economic impacts. And also public transportation serves a big purpose in sustainability. So what ICLE did, they released a number of featured articles related to how public transportation in cities around the world have been affected in numbers and suggesting how these municipalities can deal with the problem. Just to, you know, give a few spoilers, but definitely check the website out, listener. They they suggested five five points that can help cities around the world build their public transport systems back better. So the first one would be coordinated multi-level governance, because, of course, sometimes it's not only up to municipalities to um, manage public transportation. So you, you have to start coordinating the multi-level governance better, build resilient businesses models and trusted public operations, as we've been saying as well. And also, you know, passenger trust, the hygiene measures that can make people trust the public transportation system. Again, in Paris, for example, they have installed um, antiseptic gel into every bus stop and they have, you know, put a bunch of measures so that air can circulate and that they have created also bike lanes so that people will not substitute buses and subways for cars, but they'll, you know, continue taking it when possible and using bikes. And also, you know, climate action. You have to have relief packages to help with energy transition and e-mobility and integration of public transport systems to tackle the climate crisis while responding to the global pandemic. Think about electric buses and bicycles and, and subway as well and not rely so much on, on cars. Yeah, so what we can see that actually the pandemic was kind of an opportunity to just to push forward the, their agenda 
and to just create more visibility of the network since this topic nowadays is everywhere. Yes, and I think ICLE is really using this opportunity, this window of opportunity to to tell cities, come together and, and start building these climate plans, start thinking of how we're going to build our cities in the future. And of course, it will depend on its visibility and its adherence. Cities have to be a part of it as well and people have to be a part of it as well, which is why I think is a nice moment to tell you all that because of the pandemic, the next World Congress of ICLE, which will be held in Sweden, is actually going to be fully online. And yeah, and everyone can participate. Uh, even you can register and just see everything from the inside. And will happen in 2021, April, if I'm right. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Great opportunity, yeah, for all of us. And it will have, I think, more than 50 webinars, lectures, and it is it is going to be the opportunity to reunite this almost 2,000 municipalities all around the world in a world conference because this is online so they can all participate and you're going to see mayors and administrators and policymakers as well as you know citizens because everyone can can sign up so if you're interested in in city diplomacy in sustainability if you're interested in finding solutions and talking about how to build the better world that we want to build go to their website and and sign up to the congress this is a huge opportunity guys yeah thank you for listening and hopefully see you at ICLE's world congress 2021 see you thank you for listening this was city diplomacy focusing on ICLE brought to you by maria clara and justina for our class of City Diplomacy at Sciences Po. Hope you enjoy it. Bye-bye.